Hello and welcome back to another episode of Potentially. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm so glad you could join me. This week has been just a really great week. The month of January is over and I have successfully committed to my goals for one month and I am just super proud of myself and here on this podcast we don't congratulate ourselves for things that we didn't accomplish but we definitely congratulate ourselves for things that we did accomplish and I did not eat pizza burgers or drink pop for the month of January and I am that much closer to my goal and I'm so proud of myself but that feeling only lasts a little bit because now we got to up the game. So February is coming and my next big thing to kind of check off the box is I need to up my veggie intake to help me become a healthier person. And man, I do not want to do it. Like I hate veggies. I really, really do. I don't enjoy them at all, but they're important. And so that is my next goal. And dang, if I feel as good at the end of February, as I do right now, then I know that I can do it because, oh, it's such a good feeling, such a good feeling. So I hope that you were able to accomplish whatever you set out to accomplish in January. And if you did, give yourself a little pat on the back. You're doing amazing. And if you didn't, step up that game. Come on, don't just listen to this podcast. Actually follow through on what you said you're going to do. Super important. You don't want to be left behind. You don't want to be the only listener who isn't improving their life while the rest of us are, right? All right, so on that note, I want to introduce you to the guest for today's podcast. She is a friend from college. She is also a small business owner, and I think she fits in with what this podcast message is perfectly. She is out there creating the life that she wants to live. She's her own boss. She is creating art that inspires her and makes her happy and I couldn't be more excited to share her with you. Her name is Hannah Leister. She is the owner and the creator of Hannah Donzi Photography. You can follow her on Instagram or Facebook. If you need somebody to take pictures for you for an engagement or a wedding, she is your girl. So without further ado, I want to introduce Hannah Leister to you. She is the owner of Hannah Donzi Photography, and she is one of my friends. How are you doing today, Hannah? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you decided to join me today. And I think you're going to be a really interesting person for my listeners to hear from. I hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. I'm also nervous, but this should be fun. Yeah, you're going to be awesome. So one of the big things that we talk about on this podcast is living up to our potential. And I thought it was so interesting because I think a lot of people, you know, kind of deep in their heart, they want to branch out. They want to start their own business, do something that they're really passionate about. So kind of how did you get started in photography? Was it something you always knew you wanted to do? Was it a hobby? No, I mean... Uh, definitely when I was younger, it was not something that I had on my radar at all. I remember taking a digital photography class in high school and I was really interested in it, but I didn't end up getting like a nice DSLR camera until a few years later in college. And that's when I really started to become more interested in it. And I just started shooting around, um, taking pictures of my friends, taking pictures of nature and everything. And weddings hadn't really crossed my mind, and it was actually really intimidating to me. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be scary because that's a pretty intense moment to photograph for somebody's life. 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how I just fell into the interest of photographing people in weddings. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I would like this, but I kind of want to give it a shot. I think it would be kind of cool. It would be awesome to be my own boss. That was probably my main motivator. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> that is something that I want like more than anything one day is just to be my own boss too. So yeah. I understand that. I think yeah. a lot of people kind of have that urge, but it's right. obviously not, you know, as easy as it looks. So you definitely built up your business while you were still working, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I started my business um, back in college, actually, like my senior year of um, college. Um, that's when I like started the, you know, the Facebook business page and everything. But it wasn't until like almost probably like a year later that I start. I did my first wedding that year I ended up booking 10 weddings which was like an awesome start um and I was able to get my name out there and so I've been doing weddings ever since then and that was almost that was four years ago now actually that was 2016 right because wasn't I one of your first weddings yeah yeah absolutely yeah so I met Hannah my freshman year in college I think was it accounting 101 that we took together I think so yes Yes, I think it was accounting 101. I was a finance major. She was a marketing major. We kind of just randomly sat next to each other in class and just both groaned about how boring (laughs) accounting 101 was. Exactly. And you were so much better at it than I was. I didn't understand any of it. (laughs) Well, thanks. And I probably should have been... probably should have been a better student. I think I spent too much time on Pinterest during Accounting 101. Um, <laughs> but I've always been like that, like daydreaming about other things that I should should not be focusing on. Um, but yeah, that's where we met. And then you did my wedding. So that was the first year that you kind of took your hobby more into a business, right? Well, that was like sophomore year of college, I think, for me. Um, so it was probably like a couple years after that. Oh, right, right. But when you in 2016, when you photographed my wedding, that was yeah, the first yeah, yeah, year absolutely. that it was more of a business. Okay, right. Absolutely. So what kind of like pushed you to take that leap? Was it just kind of yourself? Was it like family members pushing you? Um, I, I would say it was mainly myself. Um, I had a lot of encouragement and support from family and friends. Um, but it but like working full time and trying to make the leap into full time was really tough. Working 40 hours a week plus doing your business on the side was, um, it was a it big was really time commitment, weekend. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then doing weddings on Saturdays and working all week, that was tough, but it was totally worth it. I would recommend it to anyone who is trying to get into the full-time industry, like career. So what was your full-time job before you kind of made that leap of faith into working full-time for yourself? My full-time job before was working as a sales and marketing assistant at a software company here in Cleveland. I had graduated just um, like three months before I got this job and with my marketing major. And so I worked there for three years um, before I decided to make the leap into full-time photography. And did you enjoy your job? Was it something that you liked, but you just loved photography more or were you the type of person who kind of realized that the job that they had picked in college wasn't going to be for them? I actually did like my job um, and I loved my coworkers. It was it was a good company and everything but 
I actually did love photography more and the idea of working for myself was just way more appealing. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of just working I for like a boss or a company, like that just like drained me on a daily. So um, that yeah. really motivated me to push myself and just really strive for uh, full-time photography. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. My first job that I had out of school, I just felt like if I'm doing things for other people and I wasn't getting any fulfillment out of it, it was really hard to get up in the morning and go to work. Like it was really hard to force right. myself to do that. Yeah, so. I understand that. Yeah, that's what it, <laughs> that's what it felt like some days at um, my job. Although I loved like the people I worked with, I just sometimes just the job in itself was just horrible. Right. No. And just liking your coworkers isn't enough to keep you going for 20 years. Right. So <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that they were lovely people, but yeah, you got to find something else. Right. And so kind of like when you did make that transition, what were some of the things that you found maybe a little bit more difficult about it or something that you didn't expect? I think one of the things that I have found difficult just starting this podcast is I'm the only person that I can rely on. So if I want something to happen, I have to figure it out myself. I don't really have coworkers to kind of share in that burden. Was that something you found? Yeah. So that's like probably the biggest thing I miss um, from working for a company is just like having that interaction daily with other people and working with other people and um, just seeing other people (laughs) every day. Working for yourself is, it's a blessing, but it's also like a curse at the same time because you don't see anyone um, besides my husband that I see every day. But um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's hard not having that social aspect in your life anymore. It can be kind of lonely and isolating. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did a lot, though, bef- like once I went full time is I would go to coffee shops, you know, multiple times a week um, just to be in like that social setting, I guess just to have people around me, I guess. I don't know. That just made me feel a lot more comfortable. Um, I've gotten to be like more comfortable at home now too, but um, that was like really tough for me at the start. No, yeah, I completely understand that. There's definitely downsides to everything that you decide to do in life. So you started your actual business in 2016 you booked 10 weddings for the year you said which I think is amazing for just starting off like I think it's amazing that you booked one wedding so that's really cool thank you you're welcome so as you have kind of grown in your business since then you've booked more weddings what's been something that has changed with your photography style how have you kind of kept up with the times and really figured out how who you are as an artist Well, I think it's taken me a long time to actually find like my style. And that's really important when it comes to photography. Um, With that, though, came like, just learning how to use the tools for like editing. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, as I learned to use that more, um, my style changed, but it like worked together in a good way. So I've, I find I feel like I finally found my style that I can stick with for you know, the years to come. Um, Have you always used the same like editing software or has that kind of changed? Yes. So I've always used Adobe Lightroom beginning and that's, that's a great product to use. um, If you're looking to try and start editing photos a little bit more than just on your, (laughs) your Mac editing tools. um, Right. Do you think that, do you think that somebody kind of 
starting off it's good for it too like it's a good um beginner product and it's good to grow with absolutely yeah so i don't know if they sell it into like just by itself anymore i think you might have to buy it like in a subscription through adobe but it's a great product to start with and um you learn as you go um there's a ton of tutorials out there uh, lots of stuff on youtube there's so many like facebook groups that you can join with the different types of like presets and editing like help photographers find their style Um, right that's like the presets sorry I know that I'm a total noob at this but like that's like the presets that people can use on Instagram yes yeah but they're specifically for Lightroom Um, there's so many out there like lots of photographers make their own and they'll sell them you know there's bigger companies like Maston Labs who makes them too Um, and people will photographers will buy them and they'll kind of create their own preset based off of that preset. Right. That and then sense. then that's useful for somebody who maybe wants to take some family pictures or pictures on vacation, but they're just not, you know, a whiz in the editing software. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you'll learn as you go, honestly. It's pretty simple from the start. But then yeah, like I said, like for me, I just kept learning. There's so many different tools in within Lightroom to learn about. Um, I mean, there's probably still some things in there that I don't know how to use still. Well, that's good, though, because that means it's a program that even if you're making some kind of initial investment in, you know that it's going to grow with you as you develop your skills. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much stuff in there. Um, it's a great tool, though. Yeah, and I can definitely tell how your style has changed because... Um, so for those of you who don't know, I got married in 2016 and then my sister got married, uh, this past year in 2019 and Hannah shot both of our weddings and both weddings turned out beautiful, but you can definitely tell how she has really honed her style over time. And my sister's wedding pictures. Oh my gosh. They're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad she liked them and that you guys all like them. Yeah. And honestly, like you're also not just... I know I'm just like talking you up here, but not just (laughs) the um, photography, but just the atmosphere. Like you're very relaxed and your husband comes with you and he's a lot of fun. So I think it just makes the day like it's a very stressful day, your wedding. And I feel like you just kind of like bring it down and you're a very relaxed person. Thank you. I I try to be. I try not to be like the crazy photographer who's yelling. (laughs) I know it's oh, like let's leave that to the mother of the bride and the yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah we don't want to be those photographers uh yelling during family photo no no <laughs> no we want to be zen keep calm so that yeah. way no one yeah. freaks out the day of their wedding and like we're not even there <laughs> exactly So I also, because I follow you on Instagram and stuff, um, I've seen that you've been to some photography workshops. Do you think that has helped a lot with growing your business? Absolutely, yeah. There's a ton of workshops out there for photographers who are just starting out, who are just are looking to get into photography, who hasn't, like, you know, have not started or anything. There's so many for wedding photographers, commercial photographers, every bit and piece of photography like one I went to a couple of years ago was called Alpine Northwest. And unfortunately, I don't think they're doing it anymore. But um, it was like an all women's photography like workshop. And mm-hmm. it was probably like 50 of us. Um, and they had it in like all these different like cool locations throughout the world. Um, so the one I went to was in Sedona, Arizona. And 
it's like a four day retreat. Basically you go and you learn from like some of the best in the industry and they put on these styled shoots where you can basically build up like your portfolio with these awesome style shoots. Um, and then you get to sit and learn about, you know, all they have to say about, you know, marketing, client management, all topics related to not just photography, but like owning your own business. You could be like the best photographer out there, but if you don't know how to manage your business, you're not going to be able to grow at the rate that you want to grow exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many things that go into owning a photography business. I don't think people understand. It's it's owning your own business. That's exactly what it is. You're your own, you know, person in marketing, finance. It's you're your own CEO, CFO, CEO. Yeah. You're doing all of it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, And I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that, especially with photography, because it seems like we're well, not making this physical product. It's this thing where, you know, it just usually gets posted on social media right. and it seems like anybody could do it. You could just go grab a camera and just kind of post anything and they don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like discouraged me almost like over the years, just seeing how saturated this market is. Um, but it also, it also motivates me on the other side too, though. It just right. makes me really want to be a better photographer and try and be my best in the area. Yeah, it's tough, but it's worth it. And I think a lot of people out there should take that into consideration. If there's something that you really want to do, you should just go for it because markets are going to be saturated everywhere. Like when I started this podcast, I mean, I almost talked myself out of doing it because there's already thousands and thousands right. of podcasts. It doesn't matter because you have your own voice or your own style or your own unique quality that you can bring to it. And yeah. so I think that that's awesome that you're going to these workshops and really figuring out um, how to grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's tough, but it's so worth it if you put the work in and you can do it. Anyone can do it, honestly. Um, and telling yourself, you know, that the market is, is too saturated or, you know, people won't like my stuff or, you know, this and that, you know, you can make excuses and that's right. what it ends up being at the end of the day. So, um, right. And it's just the fear talking, the fear of yes, failure yeah. because you don't want people to see you. I mean, I feel like that's part of the reason that I didn't tell people I was doing this podcast at first because I was like, well, what if it sucks? Right. And like, what if nobody likes it? But honestly, like, who cares? So like, exactly. so what if you suck at the beginning? Like, you'll get better. Yeah. And if you're, you know, you're enjoying it while you're doing it, too. Like, what does it matter right. what people think? Yeah, that's so true. So I know that a big part of kind of getting your name out there nowadays is social media. So, yeah. I mean, do you have any expertise or any tips that you can hand down to people? Like what social media do you use right now to grow your business? So I'm no social media expert, I would say, but <laughs> um, I would definitely recommend social media to anyone who has their own business or looking to grow their business. Um, you know, it's a, it's a free tool out there for anyone to use. Um, right. And it's right in front of you. So like for me, I mainly just use Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that helped me grow my business um, through like hashtags and just like um, people sharing my posts and stuff like Instagram and Facebook are so different, but right. That's 
that's what I find is that they're they're very different platforms. And for people who have never really used them to promote something, maybe you just use Instagram or Facebook to kind of catch up with your family and friends. But right. if you're using them for a specific purpose, I know that they're very different. Can you kind of give the listeners any tips or any tricks of how they're different and how they should use them? Yeah, sure. So like I said, I mainly only use Instagram and Facebook, but on Instagram, what I've found to be very helpful for me is just um, using hashtags um, and ones that are relevant to your career or whatever you're doing. So for me, um, you know, using hashtag Akron photographer, Akron wedding photographer, Cleveland photographer, stuff like that. And, and that would be pretty important for a photographer because you're probably looking more location-based, right? Exactly, yeah. And so I found those to be um, super helpful and not just ones that are like uh, looking to get more likes and stuff for my photos, which, you know, those are nice, but they don't help to actually get me business. Likes doesn't always translate into a new client. Like some people are, you know, after those likes on Instagram, which is fine. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm trying to, you know, get more business. Right, exactly. And with Facebook, how is how is that different? What do you kind of use on Facebook to grow there? The audience on Facebook is very different. There's a lot more adults on Facebook, which Mm -hmm. is great. But I have found that if I post on Facebook at the same time as Instagram, and make my posts public, more people will see them and like share them. It's it's easier to share posts on Facebook, I guess, is what I'm saying. That is definitely true. I think that's something that I've become a little bit frustrated with with Instagram is that you see a really cool post from somebody else and you want to be able to share it and kind of bring that content to your platform even maybe and you know, just to let other people out there know about something really interesting you found, but mm-hmm. there's no easy way to do that on Instagram. Right. Yeah, like you can share on your story on Instagram, but it's just, I don't know, it's not the same as sharing stuff on Facebook, I feel like. So there there might be a little bit more organic outreach on Facebook with that sharing ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Also with Facebook, you can use Facebook advertising, which is um, an awesome option as well. I haven't been using it as much as I should, but you can target clients down to like the most specific things If you're looking, like for me, as a wedding photographer, I can target, you know, females who are 23 years and older, um, who just got engaged and live in the Akron area. That's something you can target with Facebook advertising, which I think is really awesome. Right. So you can look at some specific demographic and put, and with Facebook, I think I've used it before in the past. You just kind of say how much total money you're willing to put towards your advertising campaign. And then Facebook will just run the ad for as long as you gave them money to do so. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's also like a ton of specifics with the Facebook advertising that I still don't know about um, and how to utilize it to the, the best that you can. But that's something worth looking into for sure. Well, thanks, Hannah, for all the tips. I think that's really useful. And I think that it's awesome that you're trying to do something that makes you happy in life and furthers your life for yourself and your family. And I think you're a really big inspiration. So thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And I hope this can help any other photographers who are looking to get into the wedding industry um, just to make that leap or just start working toward it. No, I think that's great. And I hope 
all of my listeners out there were really able to learn something or draw inspiration from Hannah. And I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. I hope you have a great week.